Hashtag MSW. Hashtag MSW. Well, very excited to have her in studio that much, I can tell you, because personally, I haven't seen her in quite a while. Uh, my, my next guest was, without a shadow of a doubt, though, one of the most uh, talked about players at the just-ended uh, FIFA Women's World Cup. Now, every single social media platform, I mean, she trended. And for the large part of it, you know, you've got to bear the criticism somewhere, somehow. Even on times where she saved our blushes. Uh, Many chose to overlook all the good work that she had done, also focusing on all of the negatives. Uh, But ever the trooper that she is, though, she held it down, held the head high, uh, gave it almost 150%. One hell of an experienced campaigner. I tell you that she plays with so much passion as well as commitment. And, I mean, you fast forward 13 years later from the time when she first appeared in that Under-17 World Cup. Uh, We'll talk about lessons learned even from that. Um, she was in goal for all of those three games, if I remember correctly. But never an easy position out there, is it? And what a pleasure it is to have the Banyana goalkeeper here, Kaylin, today. So much to unpack and unlock in conversation. Kaylin, good to see you, man. Welcome to the show. Good evening, Rob. Uh, thanks for having me. It's really been a long time since we saw each <laughs> I other. Know, I know. <laughs> I was like, ah, jeez, when I saw you playing at the World Cup, I was trying to track back. I think it would have been a television appearance. Yeah, uh, it was in 2018. Yeah, I think it was the last time we were Correct. together. Yeah. Jeez, on a certain <laughs> Thursday show, man. Uh, and here you are, on a Wednesday, back in the uh, country. You settled back nicely? Yeah, pretty settled. Obviously, now the league yeah. is starting to kick off this weekend. So, yeah, basically back to training and um, trying to get back to reality now. What, um, is, what is that reality for you? Because <laughs> you go from the high tempo and the tense tension that has been there all the time and then it's like yeah sure i mean there's tension it's tense in the league as well but surely it's different yeah it's it's very different and obviously since we've been back home um i went home to see my family for a little bit um just to you know yeah to regain my you know senses and just come back to you know normal life and just be at home but yeah, it's just been so crazy. And obviously now with the league starting, now we've got to refocus yeah. back into the football mode and, you know, training every day and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's been great. And, I mean, I've just been getting some, you know, good support yeah. from my family and my friends since I've been back. So, yeah, that's basically, that's what all that matters, you know, is the people yeah. that are good to me that's around yeah. me. So you headed back to Kubeka. Yeah. And um, what was family like, though? Obviously, firstly, very proud. Of you, very proud of the fact that you were there in goals, wearing SA colors, representing your country at probably one of the most watched World Cups, one of the most supported, and I think probably one of the best I've seen on the field of play this World Cup. But going back to family, just how was their welcome? How were they in terms of their energies towards you? It was awesome. I surprised my parents a little bit. Yeah. Um, they didn't know that I was coming home. So, oh. yeah, so that was that was a, a real moment for us. And um, But, yeah, I think just them having me at home and, you know, yeah. unpacking um, a lot of what I was going through and what um, the experience I had. And literally every night I was home, family was coming over to, you yeah. know, chat and hang out and see me because most of them haven't seen me in a very long time and yeah it was just nice to be mm. in their presence and just to be home and you know just embrace the feeling of having my parents around me for a couple of days was it over a month i'm sure because prior to that there was the camp 
and then from the camp you had to leave from Johannesburg straight through uh, to Australia and New Zealand as well. So it would have been a long time of physically not being present uh, in a family environment. Well, I haven't been home since I was 14. So, so you're used to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I haven't seen my parents since um, last year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, a, obviously, it's been a couple of months and, you know, talking on the phone, FaceTiming sure. is not the same. No. But yeah, no, they love having me at home and I love going home just so that I can, you know, just be around them and um, just be myself. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you were talking, I mean, you mentioned it just now. You were saying that, you know, being with family, you were able to just be yourself, but most importantly, for them to understand what you've been going through. I think those were your words. What is it that you believe you were going through that you were able to share with them? Well, obviously, being a goalkeeper is tough. Yeah. It's a tough position already. And obviously, the criticism that comes with it and um, people always think they know better mm-hmm. than you know, what a goalkeeper needs to do or what they can do. And um, I think it's a lot of the mental battles that we fight with ourselves because um, mm. it's such an isolated position. Um, we always, you know, criticizing ourselves, but when it comes from outside, you know, you know, those things pile up and the pressure piles up. But um, I don't think I would have been a goalkeeper if I wasn't able to, you know, handle these yeah. tough moments or, you know, the tough battles that I face on a daily. Um, but yeah, I think it's just the, you know, the criticism that became personal, I think that was mm. what got me the most. I, I'm fine with criticism. I've been dealing with it my whole life. and um, But yeah, it, it just got so bad that I literally shut down for a little bit. So Yeah, I'll, I'll um, get to the point where you shut down your social media. But when you say it was personal, explain that. You know, when they're coming for your life and, you know, um, saying that I shouldn't be playing the football um i wasn't meant to be playing football um i should be in the kitchen you know cooking or being at home doing nothing um but yeah it it just got so much that i didn't want to you know be a part of it but why would they say that now that's a crazy party been playing football for as long as i've known you exactly and that's the thing like in my mind i'm thinking i've been playing for so long and is it like the only realize that now that Kaelin Swart exists, you know, so it's 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 mind-blowing to think that mm. um, this tournament was what people actually knew that I existed, but I've been around for a very long oh. time. <laughs> no, I know that, and, and, and that's what's shocking, is that you almost become a victim of your own success, because if you weren't part of a you know, African champions, which is what Banyana Banyana are. If you weren't part of this team that's qualified for the World Cup, again, making history here in South Africa and equally making history becoming the the last 16, you know, uh, club that goes on to represent. So by victim of your own success means that every single day, the closer you get to a final, the more we are watching you, the more people believe that they know you, the more... We get to know that, ah, oh, there's a Kaylin Swart that's there. And, oh, she's making a mistake. Damn, we blame her. So that is how people feel. But they've never watched a single other game of any other Banyana team play or even domestically when you play in the Hollywood Bats Super League. None of them are there to watch, but have every right to make those comments. I mean, did you feel that there was a sense now of being defeated simply because, you know, you're the best goalkeeper? And that's the crazy part for me was, um, you know, JVW is such a 
known team. Yeah. Um, you know, Banyana, we've been doing well for a number of years now. And the fact that everyone didn't know I existed is crazy because um, obviously I've been around for so long, but sure. I've proven myself on many occasions that, you know, I am meant to be in the national team. Yeah. Like I deserve to be there. And obviously I worked super hard to be in this position. And, you know, when people have their opinions, um, it doesn't really matter to me now. But obviously in the, in the beginning, um, it did get to me quite a bit because I never really understood the idea mm. of, you know, being at the top and people obviously criticizing you and, you know, putting a lot of pressure on yourself on, yeah. on you. And now you putting pressure on yourself. And I won't lie. There was times when I wanted to believe them, but then when I really dug deep, I, mm. I knew that what they saying means nothing to me because they don't pay my bills. Sure. They don't, they're not in the gym when I'm working super hard to be, you know, in the best shape possible or, you know, be in the right mental state. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a really tough moment for me, but I also realized so much about myself. But that is being engrossed in what you call social media negativity. Mm. At what stage did you believe enough was enough and then you disconnected and I think you, I don't even know if you deleted your account, which I doubt, you, you probably just physically disconnected yourself from it. Yeah, I think it was after the Sweden game. Um, you know, yes, we could have won that game, but I mean, Sweden are giants for a reason. Yeah. And um, they are a footballing nation. Everyone knows Sweden to be, uh, you know, a top nation in women's football. And yes, things could have been different, but the way we played, the way things unfolded in that game, if you really know football, mm. you'll know exactly that a lot of those moments are uncontrollable, you know, if these things happen in football. And the best make mistakes too. Um, and it's how we bounce back from it. And um, I think I showed up every day. I showed up at training. I showed up at games. I mm. never, you know, hid behind um, anything. But, yeah, I think that's the part of social media that we all hate is the, you know, the bad comments and all of that. But... I think I just needed to step away from it because it just got so crazy that I didn't want to be a part of it. And I must thank my teammates also for, you know, protecting me from yeah. it because um, they could see that these things were getting real deep now. And yeah. yes, I give credit to them big time. What was the one thing that got to you from those comments? What, what really made you the most angriest to feel that you need to disconnect now? Well, I think the comments of um, me not being um, good enough to be starting or even playing at the World Cup or even being in the national team. And it became the thing of where they were comparing myself and Andile and, you know, trying to, you know, bring a rift between us. But she's been so great in terms of um, being supportive and obviously she saw all the things that was being said but I think that was the most the hardest one for me was just um, the fact that they would compare me to her but they don't really know who I am or who, the player that I am and um, so yeah I think it's if, if they really look back at everything that we've achieved and 
where we come from, um, people would have obviously known exactly mm. who I am and what I am capable of doing. And Andila was very supportive. Uh, I think Absolutely. it also showed in the video clips that were being sent out. She was like leading the singing. And I mean, if somebody is angry that they're not being selected as the first team choice goalkeeper, then they would show a different negative stance. But that's not what we got and probably even closer to you. No, absolutely. And that's that's the person she is. Yeah. Andile is a gem of a person. Like she is everyone's person, if if that's how I can say. Um she just knows how to, you know, comfort you. She knows how to talk to you. She knows how to be supportive. And yeah. yes, we competitors, but we're friends at the same time. And I think that's the beauty of it. Um like, we were competing every day at training. Like, if I made three saves, she wanted to make four or five saves. So, you know, things like that. And I think that also just brings the whole idea of, yes, we can be competitors, but we can still be friends and we can still have, you know, the same goal. And that's to win and to, you know, do our best and give everything we have to the national team. Kaelin Swat, that's a big interview right here on hashtag MSW Marawa Sports Worldwide. When we come back from the break, we chat more to her. We take your WhatsApp voice notes and more. Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947. Vuma FM, Rise FM and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW. Good evening, Rob and Kaelin Swart. Uh, Kaelin, uh, you were given the responsibility to be the number one goalkeeper ahead of uh, Wallwood, that goalkeeper of the season, uh, that Royal AM uh, lady, as well as uh, the Wafcon goalkeeper of the tournament, Andile Etlamini. Uh, uh, that came with a whole lot of responsibilities and criticisms, uh, but I believe the coach had uh, something uh, in you. And for me, it was quite pleasing, uh, Kaelin, to see a few years few days ago when FIFA released uh, the top performers at the tournament and you were amongst the top goalkeepers who pulled uh, most saves at the tournament. Uh, you were one save uh, behind England's uh, Mary Hepps who went home with the golden glove. Uh, have you seen those stats and what does that say to you uh, based on the criticisms that you've received at this tournament? Wishing you all the best. Tabukhoye. Thank you very much indeed, bringing sanity to the conversation once again. Kaelin, I think uh, an important question, though, because FIFA does release those stats, and at the end of every tournament, uh, based on a performance on the field and the technical teams that analyze these games, you were right there. Yeah, when I saw that, I was pretty surprised. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's a great achievement. Um, obviously, just to be in the top 10 is massive, and that also just validates lot of the hard work that I've put in um, you know going into this World Cup and all I wanted was to do my best and make sure that we finish the, as the highest we could and you know I've always wanted to give my best for the national team and I mean I think I've I've showed um, a lot of the nations and a lot of the teams that you know I am worthy of you know playing at the highest level but yeah, to be behind Mary Earps, who I really look up to, um, is massive. And some, <laughs> when I woke up and I saw it this morning, obviously it was a shock to me, but it was really rewarding and it was such a great thing to see. What I was going to say is surely it must be one of those pleasant shocks that you're getting out of the World Cup <laughs> to say, okay, despite all the criticism, despite all that has been said to you, directly or indirectly really doesn't matter where it matters most is when the football language is being spoken and it's being spoken positively in your favor yeah absolutely and i hope that 
you know, after this World Cup, people have a different opinion of me. Um, but I'm going to continue to do what I do. And um, obviously, what, whether I do good or bad, people are always going to have something to say. Um, so, yeah, I think everyone's entitled to their own opinions. But I think that is also just to show that I didn't just play at the World Cup. I showed up and I did what I needed to do for my country. I mean, here's someone watching on YouTube. They ask a very innocent question because, <laughs> you know, it, it's also important to try to get into the mind of an athlete, whether it's good or bad. So, Lishombe Vumazonke says, Hi, Kaylin. I'm Lishombe from PE. Uh, so, somebody from back home. I would like to ask, what was going through your mind when that ball went through your arms? In that moment, I think, I suppose, when we were knocked out, in a way. Visualization, focus, <laughs> take me through that, <clears throat> because it's good. I'm going to get to the Italy save as well, because, trust me, that's what I'm saying. You're going to balance things out, balance the good and the bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, when that happened, in my mind, I was like 99.9% of the time. Mm. That's an easy catch for me. And... In that moment, I I really have no idea how that could have happened. But then again, you know, freak accidents happen in football. And I think that was once in a lifetime thing that will ever happen. Um, but yeah, when I look back at it, I, th I thought to myself, how could I have been so stupid? Like, you know, and things like that. Obviously, you want to do better. And I literally sat with the analyst. The, with Mpo, our yes. analyst, he and I sat with him and I was like, how in God's name did that happen at that moment? Because when it happened, I thought, oh, there goes our chance to equalize or, you know, to try and get a goal back. And um, yeah, I don't know, Rob, it was just a freak situation that I don't think would have ever happened if on a normal on situation. A normal, yes, yeah. absolutely. And, and, and when you speak to Mpo and the analysis now takes on that role, so everything has happened, you've yeah. accepted that it's happened. What is the analysis of that one incident? Was it just... What did Mpo's contribution become? Because maybe Mpo has a different view to what you would be feeling. Yeah. No, and the thing is, he is so encouraging. He's such a great guy. Like, he always looks for the good in the bad and... Yeah. Um, all he said was like, it happened and that's something that would never happen to you, but it happened. Now we just got to move forward and, you know, make sure we, we don't make those mistakes again. But, um, in my mind, I was like, geez, like how the hell did that just happen? And obviously we went down to zero. And I think at that moment, a lot of the, the wind was out of our sails already. And, yeah. um, but yeah, I just couldn't keep beating myself up because like, that was something that I never thought would happen. But you're fine now? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm good now. Um, I've watched a lot of the, you know, the footage over and over again and um, now I just need to look forward to, you know, being better and, mm. you know, continuing to, you know, produce, you know, good performances and good training sessions just so, you know, that I can always, you know, step up and be the person that the coach wants me to be. your roommate. <laughs> what a soul, what a character, what a talent. But also, what do you call your wingman? 
but somebody who was very supportive through all of this. I mean, talk to me about the role that she played overall. Was a, I mentioned her name. I could see you just your face beamed. <laughs> oh, Novula, she's honestly the best person you want around. Yes, she's got her moods. She has a times where she isolates herself, but. Um, the crazy part is we isolated ourselves together when, you know, things were, you know, getting too crazy or we just needed some downtime. Um, we turned the lights off, we closed the room, you know, the yeah. curtains and we just lay and do nothing. And for me, that was everything. Like she, whenever I needed to speak, she was there to listen. Mm. If she spoke, I was there to listen. So we really got each other through the tournament and through the highs and the lows and you know when you know when mental battles start happening you want to you know isolate yourself yeah. but you can't because you have so many people around you that you know are relying on you to you know bring the energy or you know bring the you know the positivity to the to the group but um yeah she she helped me a lot and um i'm sure she say she i helped her too but She's just awesome, and I couldn't thank her enough for being by my side when I needed her the most. Ah, she must come and spread some lipstick this side because, <laughs> man, <laughs> yeah. I love her wisdom. I listened to a couple of clips, though, during the World Cup itself. Um, and I think it was at a stage, uh, Kaylin, when you had just left. I think you've just gone through your first match day, and people saw a different Banyan to what maybe they expected because they expected a team that would have been sluggish, maybe still thinking of all the wars that were happening here in the country when you guys in Safa were having these late nights and the press conferences and it was bonus this and bonus that. We don't want to play this. We don't want to play that. So everyone kind of thought that, oh, my goodness, we're going to be there for our hiding, you know. And then all of a sudden, everybody woke up to the reality that, no, actually, at what point did you decide as a team, as a collective, maybe you as an individual, Decide that, you know what, these issues that we had with Safa, let's leave them behind. We are at a World Cup and you only have it. I don't know how many World Cups you still think you <laughs> might have under your belt. Uh, you'll tell me about that later. But just at what point did you decide to say goodbye to those problems and hello World Cup? Oh, what a time that was, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> how would you describe oh, that time? What a time. Uh, I think... There were so many emotions going around yeah. before we left. Um, but the chemistry that we created over the years um, really showed up in yeah. these last couple months. Um, you know, our bond that we have is unbreakable now more than ever. Um, we fought and we fought a good fight because yeah. we thought that if we don't stand for what we want now, I think... In years to come, we'll still be sitting with the same situation where obviously we're not given what we deserve and we're not treated like the professionals that we we meant to be. And um, yeah, it was it was crazy to think that, you know, we felt all the pressure and yet we still knew what we are going to do. Like we knew we had a purpose and our purpose was to go as far as we can and you know, once we got into New Zealand, I think that's when all the, the reality kicked in. And that's when we realized, okay, we're here now. Um, and I must say, our first training session we had in New Zealand, the energy that transcended from all of us onto the field 
was electric. Yeah. And that was the theme every day going into the tournament. And obviously leading up to Sweden, every meeting was, you know, Sweden is good. Sweden is this. And we just tried to focus on ourselves quite a bit. And I think that was the change. And we have great leaders, you know, Tembi, Fifi, Andile, you know, Jermaine's also one of the leaders. And all of us are leaders in our own way, which makes the team great because mm. we all have our input. We all make sure that, you know, everyone's in line and we know exactly what we, we need to do. But I think it's literally when, once we got to New Zealand, we, we knew that now we need to work and we need to forget about everything else because what we do here will determine what we will get in the future, you know. And, yeah. and the future was obviously going to the round of 16, which is obviously the massive, a massive, massive achievement for us. And that's all we wanted. That's what you guys believed in. Exactly. Though, but the authorities probably didn't because they already booked your tickets to come back home. Yeah, and that's the thing. We had so much belief, so much faith in the team amongst ourselves mm. that we knew we were not going home early. You know, everyone was saying, oh, they're going on holiday. Yeah. Well, we extended our holiday, if that's what you want. It was a beautiful you know? holiday for us to watch. It was a great holiday. And I think every game we got better. Yeah. And every game you could see there was something different about the team. Because we were not okay with, you know, just being there. Mm. We wanted to be there and put a stamp on that field every time we took the field. And, I mean, I'm, I hope everyone saw, you know, the bond and the chemistry and the hard work and the sacrifices that we had to do and get through to be where we are. And, I mean, I couldn't be more proud of the team for showing up and, you know, whether even when there was negative comments about the team, we always showed up. We always did the opposite yeah. of what people thought of us and what they said of us. I think even when he had gone through customs, had over tumble, and I'm just uh, I'm just putting it out there that maybe you would have been on zero. I'm not saying you would have been, but let's say you were on zero <laughs> in terms of bank balance. You come back, and I can safely say you're a millionaire. That's a good feeling. That's a feeling of achievement. That's a feeling of a lot of years of sacrifice. Watching you guys battle it out with the authorities, battle it out for your dignity, battle it out for equality. There's a many battles that you've had to fight. And just one tournament that is difficult to get into in any case makes a big difference for you. What does that mean for Kaylin? Yeah, and we fought a lot of battles before this and um, none of it was, you know, fruitful. But this tournament literally changed our lives. Um, whether it was on the football field, off the field, you know, financially, of course, um, you know, there's a lot of talks about all the money that's being, you know, put in. And um, But I'm not a millionaire yet. <laughs> that's FIFA not deposited. Okay. Should, I, should I send a text there to FIFA to say, hey, 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 you know, the text message hasn't said, did he, did he? No, but we're not there yet. But the fact that, we did what we did for ourselves and for obviously for women's football in our mm. country. But I think everyone knows now who Banyana Banyana is. And, you know, I'm sure individually they can even name players because every yeah. one of us had an impact at that tournament. And that is an achievement in itself, you know. Now that 
post World Cup, I think everyone will still be talking about us because of the impact we we had at the World Cup and also what we gave and what we provided for the people of the nation. Oh man, I mean, it's been such a a beautiful thing post the World Cup to have the ladies come through. And we had Jermaine; she was here. She opened up her heart, um, her soul. You know, she's a very honest human being. Um, she's just made her debut uh, in a new club, and she's very happy in Mexico, as she declared for us. We had Tembi come through as well, and she's landed in Cincinnati. She's a happy camper there too. So I'm just thinking that collectively, and tomorrow we will have the coach. We'll have Desiree Ellis come through. Um, you know, to almost wrap things up. I know next week, yeah, there'll be a surprise guest coming through also from the team. So there's a learnership that comes with a World Cup to say, let's chat now to the human beings, not to the people that we're watching on television, representing us and giving their best. We're saying, let's chat like we're doing with Kaylin right now. It's the big interview for tonight. We'll come back, take our final moments with Kaylin. Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, on 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW. Right, you had a pull-off because I think she's more popular than I ever thought she would be. All these voice notes, the messages. Uh, got one here says, great presentation as well as show, as always. Thank you so much. Uh, Kaylin Swart should ignore the naysayers and haters are going to hate. And potatoes are going to potate. Anyway, it says strong bones, beautiful black queen. Uh, that's part of play, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think lots of support coming your way. Lots of voice notes as well. Good evening, Mr. Marawa, and good evening to Kaylin Swart. Uh, just a few words to Kaylin Swart. Uh, I think she showed a great deal of quality as a goalkeeper for Banyana Banyana during the FIFA Women's World Cup. She made some key saves as a goalkeeper, and I would say. She did very well, fairly well. One question that I have for her, I'd just like to find out, how does she deal with pressure? Pressure on the field and pressure from social media. Thank you. Debo from Soweto. Debo, thank you so much. Pressure, pressure, pressure. How do you deal with it? I always say pressure makes diamonds. And um, for me, obviously growing up, it was always tough because my dad was very strict. He expected a lot from me. So I always had that in me to, you know, always do him proud and make sure that, you know, I don't mess up so that he doesn't shout me. Yes. So I've had those thoughts from a little girl. Um, but as I got older, obviously the pressure gets more and more the higher you go. And, you know, with elite football, you you want to be at your best. You know, mistakes obviously happen, but... How you deal with it is what matters the most. Um, but for me, as I got older, I took in the pressure. Like mm-hmm. I've listened, I, you know, I deal with it. But for me, I was just helping myself to, you know, create tools in my mind to just focus on myself and, you know, cut out the noise mm-hmm. and, you know, do my best to just stay in the zone. And uh, music is how I deal with it um your music or you know when we sing in the locker room sometimes oh, <laughs> singing yeah when we sing in the locker room i think that's where we also you know recent ourselves because then the only people that matter is the people in that locker room yeah and um even with the club team at jvw uh, i'm the dj sometimes so oh, listen yeah to this. Look at you. <laughs> so most hey. of the time the music i play 
is obviously for everyone. Um, but also, what, what music do you play? Oh, some of them hate my music, but yeah. um, obviously now a lot of I'm a piano, uh, some alternative, you know, pop songs, whatever. But what's, what, what song grounds you, though? Like when you're having your moments, like you're describing with Nomvola, uh, where you're shutting off, draw the curtains, you don't want yeah. anybody in your space. What's that song? What's that artist that draws out that inner Kaylin Swart? You know, in the last year or so, I've done a lot of growing and, you know, a lot of... Probably soul searching? Yes, yeah. absolutely. And I found myself and... I think this last couple of months, I was really drawn to, you know, I leaned on God quite a bit. And um, Maverick City yeah. group, their music was everything to me in this last couple of months. And um, those that's the type of music Nomvula and I were listening to. And, you know, singing at the top of our lungs in the room before we leave. And Beautiful. So, yeah, that's the type of music now that crowns me and, you know, recenters me. And, you know, just takes out the noise from, you know, the outside factors but yeah music is definitely something that you know helps me with the pressure loving it Muntumiaza uh, on Twitter says two things that we've learned as South Africans is that Banyana Banyana are not far off from the European counterparts or even the world and that gap between the countries has been closed Good evening, Mr. Rob. It's Sulfalanya. Good evening to Mr. W. Shoulders. And good evening to Madame Kaylin Swart. First and foremost, again, like the many that have represented Banyana Banyana, again, like the many that have represented the country, as far as qualifying for the last 16 is concerned, I'd just love to congratulate you. You've made history. You've, you've played exceptional football, despite the many criticisms that have come your way. Uh, you didn't let those define you, because if I must be honest, if there's one thing that many have never talked about was that stunning save that you pulled, uh, against Italy to help us qualify for the last 16 years. There's a lot uh, that has been talked about with Tembi Khatlana's goal, but your save, Kaelin Swart, was one of the vital, vital reasons why we've qualified for the last 16 and we just got to give you your flowers in that regard. You've made exceptional saves. Yes, there were goals that uh, shouldn't have been conceded, but uh, hey, be that as it may, you are amongst the many players representing Banyana Banyana that have made history for South Africa and that is to qualify for the last 16 so we gotta give you your flowers in that regard congratulations and again I wish you everything of the best and everything that you do great show as always thanks thank you so much indeed I'll give her an opportunity to respond to the bulk of the WhatsApp voice notes Wendy Limtana on Twitter also says uh, Kaylin was under immense scrutiny of criticism because uh, we expected more from her and we believe that she has great potential to wear the Banyana Banyana team jersey however she must be proud of the team effort uh, to go thus far and be proud of the history that they've made as well. Hi, Rob. It's winners, shareholders. Hello. And um, hi to Kaylin. I'm Shem and I'm Robert. I really do feel sorry for Kaylin because um, Kaylin is probably the most, she's the most gifted goalkeeper in the country technically. If you look at her skills, the way she does her um, goal kicks, the way she saves, she's the most technically gifted goalkeeper in the country. Actually, she is the best goalkeeper in the country. There's only one problem with Kaylin and it's no, no one can sort this problem out. That's the unfortunate part. No matter how hard she trains, no matter what she does, no one can sort this thing out, the the problem out. It's her height. That is the only problem. Skill-wise, she has all the qualities that you need for a goalkeeper. It's very, very, very hard to be a goalkeeper, especially in this modern day. Otherwise, I'm well done, Kaylin. Great tournament. Winston, thank you so much indeed. Is height a factor? I think it's subjective. Yeah. Um, But... 
I mean, I never, ever hid behind the fact that I'm not two meters. Um, but I think I've showed myself enough to say that, you know, no matter how short I am in people's minds, what I do on the field shouldn't, you know, my height shouldn't matter because I'm going to save the ball regardless. And, yeah. And the stats showed it, as we were talking earlier. It, it showed it. Yeah, and that, but that's the thing. Like, obviously, people have these different opinions about me. But if they really see the things that happen behind the scenes and, you know, at training, and they'll really, really see mm-hmm. that I am. I am who I think I am. You know, I think that I'm at the top of my game right now. And, yes, people might think, look at the mistakes and say, oh, she's not great. But mm-hmm. I think I'm good and um, I'm going to keep proving myself. And if that's the... If that's how I'm going to win everyone over by having to prove myself every day, I will because I love what I do and I'm going to continue to do it. And you're up for the challenge. I love that. Um, Hi, Rob. Uh, um, let me also extend my greetings to Kaylin. Um, I'm talking to a hero, and I would not say heroine, um, a hero, you know, that went out to represent this country. I just want to say to you that we really appreciate what you've done. We will continue appreciating you because you respect your craft. You are the best goalkeeper that we have in this continent. You did very well in the World Cup, and I want you to remember one thing. We are a country that doesn't celebrate their heroes. If anything, we forget them. And I think this is the right platform for you to come to Robert Marawa and, and, and be celebrated. And again, I want to reiterate these words. You are the hero. We are very proud of you. You are the best. You guys qualified to go and play in the World Cup. You guys won the African Nations Cup. Hero. That's all I'm throwing. Kumbi Kumalo, thank you so much. For those words, how do you respond to that? I mean, that's like an honors from the heart appraisal. That's a big word. Um, and I will never take that for granted. Um, you know, the, the few people that were in my corner and pe- few people that, you know, said good things about me or, you know, praised me. I thank them. I'm so thankful for those people because even if it was five, I drew motivation and I drew some strength from those five people and um, yeah the support has been amazing and warms my heart hearing that Um, obviously being deemed a hero is massive and I will carry that because I gave some people hope no matter you know if there was people that didn't believe in me the ones that did if I gave them hope I think I didn't I've done enough you know to to get those praises and yeah i'm just thankful for that good evening mr marawa and to the msw listeners and good evening to killian mr marawa you've got one of the best goalkeepers we have as a country very brave and industrious and i just want to congratulate her for the stellar performance she produced during the fifa women's world cup and the incredible save she produced during the game against italy and i just want to wish her nothing but the best in future thanks mr marawa Hi, good evening, Robert. Uh, you are speaking to Tembela here from Runbeck. Um, I just want to find out from Kellen as to after the World Cup, um, uh, any offers coming from abroad based on the performance that she put um, during this World Cup? Thank you very much. Offers, offers coming through. Are we going to be seeing you for the rest of the Hollywood Bets uh, Super League here in SA? <laughs> um, obviously, God willing, um, you know, some club or some coach yeah. 
um, believes in my ability and my talent. And if it happens, that would be great. Like, that's obviously my goal is to play abroad at some point in my career. And um, I think now is probably the best time for me to, you know, look out, out elsewhere. And um, if it's in God's plan, who knows? But <laughs> I'm not I'm not closed off to it. I'm very open to it. Um but now, yeah, now I just have to focus on, you know, doing well for JVW and making sure that, you know, we finish in the top three. Top. Let's leave the three out. And the top, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, but your experience though in America would have taught you a great deal, would have taught you so much. And your records, they still, they still there because you broke them. You, one of the greatest goalkeepers historically, even at the college, everywhere. What was the overall experience like, though, for you that has stood well, even in the most trying times for you till today? I always tell people my time in America was probably my best time. You know, four or five years of playing collegiate football was massive for my growth, for me as a person. And I think also just being in the professional environment, you know, training at you know, great facilities yeah. day in, day out. And, you know, just having the people around you that want to see you grow and, you know, they will invest everything in you to be the best you can be. And, you know, that time, I think I grew so much as a player. Um, and obviously it helped me a lot when if I came home to be with a national team because I was getting the right, the resources were there, you know, the, you know, the, they took real good care of me and um, I felt great and they loved me. So, you know, I always say a happy player is your best player. And I was very happy and that's where a lot of my growth happened. Talk about happy. There's happiness, there's sadness, there's, everything happens. When we spoke to Tembi when she was here, she had lost three family members during the World Cup. You also lost a family member in that time. Yes, I did. Um, you know, before the Italy game, um, my uncle that was basically like another father to me um, passed on. And um, when obviously they tried to not tell me, but my brother called me and, you know, at that time, I think nothing else existed. All I could think about was, you know, my family and all of this, but not once did I think that I needed to, you know, leave or, you know, tell them, Oh no, I can't do this because when it happened, I knew now I have a different purpose um, because he was probably our biggest fan. Um, we spoke about Banyana all the time. So, you know, I had so much happy memories with him that in the time, yes, I was sad. I was broken. Um, I couldn't believe it happened right before a massive game. And um, going into, you know, the training the next day, I think that was the hardest day for me because Obviously, you, you're dealing with so much emotion and, you know, your mind runs away with you. Um, but I drew strength from that because he became my purpose and he became the reason why, you know, I wanted to keep fighting and keep going. But, yeah, I think that was definitely also one of the toughest moments for me because obviously losing a family member is never easy. And especially if one that's very close to you. My condolences. Thank you very much. Lots of positives happen, lots of negatives, sadness along the way. Then you got to sign a lotto, <laughs> a lotto sports signing that comes up. Hey, what's cooking there? Is that more good news? 
yeah, lots of sport has been good to me so far. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to, you know, be a part of their family and um, I wear their clothing with pride because, you know, I've been, you know, manifesting a sponsorship for many years. And, and here it is. And here it is, you know. Obviously, I'm very grateful and thankful for Lotto yeah. for, you know, seeing me and, you know, deeming me, you know, how can I say like worthy of wearing their brand, of course you know. Worthy. And of course you're <laughs> but yeah, thank. It's been awesome, and I'm so grateful for them. Do you know who these human beings are? Maverick City. This is how we erase any and every problem, and we just wanted to say as hashtag MSW. Uh, that we are very, very proud, very honored to have had you come through to studio today. Kaylin, despite, in spite of everything that's happened to you, the good, the bad, and there's only going to be good moving forward. So take this journey, take this walk forward, and know that South Africa as a whole, you've heard those voice notes, they're not generated somewhere underground. <laughs> uh, they are from human beings that are showing you as a human being the love that they have for you. And thank you very, very much indeed uh, for taking the time. It seemed like five minutes. Yeah, it did. But thank you very much for having me. Um, it was It's always great to chat yeah. to you. And yeah, thank you for the listeners for, you know, sending through, you know, all that positive voice notes and messages. Um, I'll continue to, you know, do them proud and, you know, make sure that when they talk about me, there's always good stuff to talk I about. I love that. <laughs> Kevin Swart, everything of the best, man. Thank you. All right, looking forward to Des Relis popping in tomorrow.